Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Hey parents, welcome back to The Journey. This is Dan Panetti, and I've got State Representative Matt Shaheen. Good friend, welcome back. Thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah, you've been on the program before, but um, I wanted to kind of update um, our parents on some of the things that are happening in the great state of Texas. Um, but uh, you're, you're in the middle of a, uh, a special session on some different things that are happening. Um, so I uh, appreciate the time. I know you're, um, you're actually heading back down uh, to Austin to, uh, to continue the work, um, uh, which is fantastic, and I appreciate that. But um, let's, let's, let's dive in uh, and just kind of get an update on some of the things that you guys have done, uh, letting our parents know. Uh, one of the big things, uh, and we'll talk about um, educational reform in a minute, mm-hmm. but one of the big things is you guys dealt with border security. Yeah. Bring, bring me up to speed a little bit about kind of what that looked like. The last time you talked, um, one of the things you said was this isn't just a state of Texas issue. This That's should right. be a national issue. This should be a federal issue, right? The state of Texas shouldn't be having to spend as much money as they, as they are on this particular issue. This should be a federal issue. Between that time and now, an article came out about the um, New York City mayor. Um, and I don't know if you heard about this, but the New York City mayor, his name is Eric Adams, um, they are now um, asking um, illegal immigrants that have been shipped up to his state to come into a processing center where they will buy them a ticket and fly them anywhere in the world they want to go as long as they leave the state of New York. And, and what he said was, over the next three years, it's going to cost the state of New York and his city, right, $12 billion. And this is something you've been saying, right, and Texas and Arizona and New Mexico have been saying, is this is not just a border state issue. The rest of the country needs to know about, right, the immigration influx and how much it's costing, right, our taxpayers and, and is, is really uh, taking away from, right, the citizens and the, and the money that's supposed to be used for, Right, people who are already here. So, speak to what you guys did with the border security. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting that twelve billion is causing him pain. Uh, we've allocated already thirteen and a half billion dollars. We're doing things like deploying troops down to the border. We're actually building parts of the wall. And uh, yes, we have now deported over sixty thousand illegal immigrants to cities like New York that have claimed to be sanctuary cities yep. and uh, have said they are open. To all, and so we've sent them. Uh, just you know, as a state, we're obviously absorbing a lot of the, a lot of the challenges, a lot of the issues. There's estimates of billions of dollars in addition to just what the legislature allocates. Just billions of dollars on uh, increases to our increased demand on our schools, our healthcare, our infrastructure, and on and on and on. And so, one of the strategies that we've had is to share share in the the challenges of, of illegal immigration. Uh, and I've, I was down at the border about three weeks ago and uh, saw firsthand. Uh, just the tragedy, the human tragedy uh, that this is uh, bringing upon us, whether it's human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, of course, fentanyl and, and, and the like that's pouring through our, our borders. But so, yeah, look, you know, a lot of the cities now that were open and really, I don't think, understood the impact are now feeling the impact so much so that the president, I think about two weeks ago, uh, talked about waiving a bunch of regulation that now they're going to uptick in the the pace that they're building the wall okay. the federal government is so um he the the president is responding to the voices of these of these other cities but yeah so a lot of that work we did during the regular session mm-hmm. and during this special session the governor put a couple more items on the border 
uh, about the border on the on the special session. When we when he calls us into special session, the legislature can only work on what the governor tells us to. And right. So he put some border issues there. So one was another 1.5 billion dollars mm. to um, expand uh, construction of the wall. So you have a state. Uh, that's actually having to build portions of the wall, clearly a federal responsibility. And then the other thing that we did is we've now made it illegal across the board to enter the state of Texas illegally. Okay. And here's why that's important. So before, we would have to find somebody that was um, trespassing on private property. Right. And then the law enforcement would have to work with that individual, and they may or may not work with the state. And if they didn't work with the state, there was really nothing we could. We literally need people to press charges. With this new legislation, we passed it last week. You enter the state of Texas illegally from a different country, we now can arrest you, and now we can prosecute you okay. and serve time. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something about sex trafficking, especially mm-hmm. sex trafficking of children, because some yeah. people miss, as you said, kind of the, the human part of this equation. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we want as a country to be tremendously um, compassionate towards Absolutely. individuals, um, but because people come over here illegally, um, there's a lot of things that are, are just done to people um, that are not in their best interest. It's awful. And, and, and so one of the things you were looking at is saying, hey, listen, if you're going to you know, traffic a child, right, we're going to come down harder on you to the point where Texas has the death penalty. You're even looking at implementing that. Yeah, that's legislation that we're, that, uh, we're working on. I just did an op-ed that's on, on the blaze uh, starting uh, today, October, or November 1st. And... Um, Actually, Ted Cruz, the senator, talked about this uh, yesterday during Mm -hmm. one of his trips. He saw a little girl with uh, an adult Mm -hmm. male that was claiming to be the father, and it was clear he wasn't and did not have this child's uh, best interests in mind. What we as Texans, uh, what PCA parents need to be aware of is the average age of a sex trafficking uh, victim in the state of Texas is a 12 to 14 year old child, oh, and so we are working on legislation that if you sex traffic a child, uh, the death penalty is not, will be an option. I passed legislation last session to where you would not uh, be able to be uh, uh, parole would not be available to you. Um, but after going down and visiting uh, a couple weeks ago, and just the growth in sex trafficking, Texas is number two in the nation in sex trafficking. And so I, I believe it, it's going to take even bolder action. And so we're looking at the death, death penalty. And then one other thing uh, that we're doing is we're asking the Biden administration to deploy special forces in the northern part of Mexico. It's okay. these cartels that are shipping the fentanyl that are grabbing these little girls from the, and separating them from their families and, and trafficking them. And, uh, you know, we've done this before. Of course, we went after Osama bin Laden with special forces without permission from the, from the country. Uh, we, we sent special forces down to Colombia when their drug trafficking was, was an issue. So it, it is to the point where that border is being controlled, the southern border is being controlled by the cartels down in Mexico. We, we've, we've got to pull out all the stops. Yeah. Yeah, and so many families are being hurt and devastated oh, because of that. Awful. Yeah, awful. so something has to be done. Um, speaking of families, mm-hmm. right, another issue that you guys are doing during the special session is trying to figure out how to allow families um, to uh, use the money that they have um, to send their children to whatever school that they want to. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know that there's, you know, uh, almost 30 states that have passed yeah. uh, similar legislation, uh, Florida being one of those states that has done it and done it really well. Texas is looking at it. Um, yeah. um, 
you know, kind of like, how do, how do we do this? What does this look like? Um, we keep using the word voucher or educational savings account, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I'm reading about the accounts, it's very interesting. I kind of pulled up a couple articles, and I was reading, and they said one of the things, um, it says a voucher program that would allow families to use taxpayer money to send their children to private schools. And I got stuck on that because I was like, taxpayer money? Isn't it my money, right? Like, isn't, isn't the parent the taxpayer? Why don't they just say that? Why don't they just say, right, a program that would allow you to use your money to send your student wherever you choose, right? And, and that's one of the things that I think people get a, a hold up on is, is you're not looking to take other people's money to send somebody, right? You're, you're looking to allow the families to use their own money to make the choice of sending their student to whatever school that they want, right? Yeah, so where I are mean, you guys on, on all that? It, it is odd. Uh, you talk about the 30 other states that have passed some form of school choice, and here's Texas, this conservative bastion that, that hasn't. Yeah. And, and it is, it, it's an oddity. It's, it, the challenge we've always had is our rural Republicans, for the most part, uh, has some hesitancies as far as uh, school choice. So we tried all during regular session to pass something. I, I, I had filed legislation. Other, others had filed legislation. We actually had, had hearings on school choice, which we hadn't done before, uh, but couldn't get it across the goal line. And the governor's adamant, and I really appreciate his leadership on this, mm. that uh, we've got to – this is so important for the, um, for the children of the state of Texas. We have lost – so much intellectual uh, opportunity in our inner cities, in some of our rural areas, just because there's just not that choice for these for these children. And at the end of the day, mom and dad love that child more than anybody else, and they're yeah. going to do whatever it takes to get that child the best opportunity. And of course, we all know a, a solid education is a, is a big chunk of your of your future opportunity. So, um, the governor, rightfully so, is um, not only put. Uh, school choice on this special session, but he's been very clear that he will call us back again if we don't have uh, school choice passed this this session. We have till November seventh for this special session. So my my pretty educated guess is he will call us back for a fourth special session, uh, and he will put school choice on on the call. And there's been a constant um, negotiation going on over in the House, the Senate. Uh, it has, is is able to pass something uh, a lot easier in the House. The House really is the challenge when it comes to our rural members. Yeah. And so there's ongoing discussions uh, with our rural members uh, about school choice and the importance of it and trying to get them on board. So it's it's a moving target as far as like even what the legislation is and what it's made up of. And you're exactly right. It's really focused on ESAs, these educational savings accounts right now. And so it's a pretty good guess that the governor is going to call us back for a fourth special session, yeah. and this is going to be the focus. Yeah. I think what what I've heard is um, some people have a, a problem because it seems like anything that helps um, parents make particular choices, right, seems like it's an, an anti-public school um, you which know, is in, initiative, which yeah. is false. It, it, it's really not. Uh, one, the accountability for public schools. If people are choosing something other than where you are, it's an accountability aspect of saying, well, improve where you are. Yeah. But the, the thing for me always comes down to, right, we want parents to have the choice. Right. If, if they Absolutely. want to choose something even lesser or if they just want to choose something different. Right. We need to support the parents and the choice that they made. As you said, right, the, the education of my child is tremendously important. But right, we're a Christian school. And so I may want to have a Christian education for my child. 
right? So from, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, that's fantastic and that's awesome, but to make sure that my kid's grounded in a biblical worldview to prepare them for the real test of the world out there, not just getting into college, but succeeding in life, I want to be able to make that choice. And so many of our parents don't have that opportunity simply because of a financial. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. There, there's no legislator that's against public schools. I mean, th- th- that's a comment that's made quite often, right. and, and it's quite silly. Um, all the 150 members of the House and 31 members of the Senate are, are supporters of public school. I, I certainly am. But, yes, at the end of the day, look, the, the schools up in, you know, Collin County, Denton County, they're, they're fantastic schools. They have high graduation rates. If those children want to go to college, they can. But look, we have a bit, significant area, like in the southern part of um, Texas, our urban areas, mm-hmm. where, look, some of those schools don't cut it. And it's not fair to force a child because they're in this particular zip code to go to a poor performing school. And quite frankly, if that mom's willing to get up at the crack of dawn and, and drive their child 45 minutes to go to a better school, well, darn it, we should give them that, that opportunity. Now, I will tell you, there are uh, there are children in my district Mm -hmm. who send their children to school in Fort Worth every day because they want that experience for the child. They they send them to Catholic schools. I was meeting with uh, some of the members of the Catholic Church uh, this week down in Austin. And so those moms and dads are going to do whatever they can to make that child successful. And we, quite frankly, are getting in the way. Yeah. And so we're, good, we're adamant on working on this and get something across the goal line so that we can give the best opportunity for Texas children. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you're not getting in the way of is giving Texans back their money from a property tax relief. That's right. And, and that's one of the things that I've always appreciate about Texas, right, is, you know, so many other states when, um, in a sense, when, when the, you know, the state brings in the revenue from, you know, the, the tax base. Um, if they have too much, right, they just spend it. Yeah. Texas gives it back. And, and you were just saying that, you know, when this actually hits and, and people are listening to this, one of the things that they might be doing is they might be actually opening up the mail and getting a letter from their county saying, hey, here's your property tax relief. Yeah, that's exactly right. Your uh, listeners that are in Collin County uh, this this week as, as, as this uh, podcast is played, uh, they could be getting their property tax bill, and they should see a decline. They will see a decline in their property taxes related to their schools. And so you're exactly right. The state of Texas had a significant surplus. And, look, we made some investments in infrastructure, roads and water and those types of things. But, yeah, we're giving about $18 billion back in the form of property tax relief. And so it will be pretty noticeable. Yeah, and uh, awesome. So, yeah, that's something that's coming across that will be – helpful and benefit and it's the right thing to do as you pointed out earlier it's their money yeah yeah you know one of the the last things i want to mention to you is just as we move into this political season mm-hmm. um, one of the things that happened was um speaker of the house from the federal standpoint right yes. so you're a state legislator and, and we appreciate you representing the state of texas and, yeah. and all of us here in collin county um but on the federal level right we just got a new speaker of the house mike johnson yeah. who has come out and he's a very pro-life christian uh has worked for you know the sanctity of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike and Kelly are actually good friends of, of Trisha and mine. We've known them for about, you know, 25 years. But I've been noticing, uh, and, and, and you're going to see this as well, right, because you have to run for office coming up. And all these other people who are, you know, Bible-believing, pro-life, right, um, you know, individuals, right, there is a huge backlash against Mike Johnson. And sure. I'm, I'm paying attention to this kind of a, mm-hmm. from an interesting standpoint of just how they're attacking him right, for his particular belief system, right? And it's just kind of an interesting thing, right? You, you see this as well sure. when you put yourself out there as a Christian, right, as a pro-life individual, right, 
that, that a lot of that attack right, comes at you personally for your particular belief system, where if somebody else tried to do that against somebody else's belief system, oh, yeah. you, you, could, you could never do that, right? You could never attack another person's religious beliefs, but it's yeah. okay to attack a person who's a Christian. So yeah. just kind of a, a thought or comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- it, I think it's fantastic, obviously. I, my hope is that uh, that's an encouragement for others hmm. to be bold with their face. Yeah. I, I think he's setting a great example, and we should all do that. W- wherever span of life we are, whether you're in politics, you're a plumber, you're a professional, you're an accountant, w- w- whatever your job is, uh, your neighbors, um, we should all be bold with our faith. And look, at the end of the day, what we need to always remember, and it's hard to remember, especially in the world of social media and those types of things, is uh, – we have an audience of one, yeah. and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's the one that we need to make happy and be pleased with us. Um, and with that as our focus, you know, we're, we'll, sure, are we going to get arrows thrown at us? But you know, who cares at the end of the day? Look, we win. It's kind of like watching the World Series. You actually know how it's going to end up, but uh, which people will know when they're listening to this po- podcast. But we don't know yet. Um, but look, at the end of the day, I, I, I just I think it's fantastic what he's doing, and I hope. I pray that that is a great example for others. From from the adults out there, of course, that tend to watch this stuff and pay particular attention to that, to uh, you know the, our school kids as well. Let's be bold with our faith. Because at the end of the day, look, there's a lot of people that are struggling. There's a lot of people that uh, have unanswered questions. And quite frankly, we've got the answer. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, um, just a, a last thought from us. Um, you know, one, we appreciate you and your time and, and your service for our state. Um, uh, we're actually um, hosting you at our school um, in our mock trial room um, because we wanted to give you kind of a little feel, right, for the, you know, the legislature. Um, our mock trial program run by Ken uh, Stidham is an incredible um, program that we have as part of our speech and debate program. Uh, they recently just went up to Yale University where oh, they wow. participated in an incredible program up there. They took sixth place in the country. Um, but just kind of a, you know, a, it, it's training our kids in, in the environment that we have to prepare them to be the next Matt Shaheens, uh, the next, you know, leaders of our state and of our country. And so I just wanted to say, you know, from our parents' perspective and from mine personally, thank you for your well, service you. to our state uh, and the, the work that you do down in our state legislature. Well, thank you. It's an honor. And thank my wife. <laughs> thank my wife, Robin. <laughs> Amen. I appreciate your time, Matt. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.